you could take a personal inventory and ask yourself, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how much certainty do I have in my relationship? How much variety? How much significance? How much connection and love? How much growth and contribution? And don't make the numbers good or bad or right or wrong. Use them as a benchmark because maybe you're, if you're at a four or a five, the goal is to get to a six or a seven. Or if you're at a six or a seven, maybe you want to shoot for a seven and a half or tickle an eight or tickle a nine. But I'm telling you, it is all about really what Ruby said there, understanding what your model of the world is. We call that your M-O-W, your model of the world in terms of which needs are important to you. But you also have to take a moment and look through the lens of your spouse or your partner. and welcome to Peak Health with Dr. Gupta, where we work to optimize your health and maximize your genetic potential. If you like our show and want to learn more, please visit our website at peakwellnesshealth.com, which is linked in the show notes below, where you can gain access to a 10-day body reset module that teaches you about diet, sleep, meditation, exercise, and guides you on how to lower blood sugar, lower blood pressure, lower body fat, and improve your biomarkers in all in just 10 days. Additionally, you can find a body optimization module, which teaches you how to lose fat, and build muscle. You can also find a link to schedule one-on-one consultations with me. How many of you have wondered why you're suffering in relationships? Or maybe you just want to know how to improve your relationship. Perhaps you think your spouse just sucks and you're perfect and they need to change. Well, if any of this is true, this is the podcast for you. Healthy relationships are a fundamental necessity for vitality. In fact, if you look at functional medicine root causes of disease, Relationships are right there along with sleep, exercise, and nutrition. A recent Harvard Longitudinal Study on Relationships found that relationships and community are a stronger predictor of good health compared to any other biomarker. If you had to choose a statin or a good relationship, choose a relationship. One of my cardiology friends was quizzing me about this statement, but I stand true to it. I really think you choose a relationship over a statin unless you're a cardiologist. Let's just say that. To answer these questions about relationships, I'm honored to once again welcome to my podcast, Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a tremendously successful international professional coach. He was honored to work for Tony Robbins as one of his master platinum coaches for over a half a decade. I can't speak highly enough about him. Welcome, Trevor. Wow. Well, thank you very much. Great to be here with you, Dr. Gupta, and thanks for having me back. Yes, great. We're happy to have you back. I mean, our last podcast was a huge hit. And I know people really want to hear from you on many more topics, including this one. So there's so much when it comes to discuss relationships. There's so many types of relationships, your friends, your parents, your kids, et cetera. What I really want to focus on today is intimate partners. And out of this discussion of intimate partners, you can garner distinctions of pearls that you can use in other relationships. Because really, when it comes to health and longevity, what truly matters is the quality of your closest relationships. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and start with something simple. What is a healthy relationship? What does it feel like? Well, that's a great question to kick it off. And I always said, you know, that, you know, a relationship or a healthy relationship, if you really break that word into two, relationship, it's like two people on a boat sailing, hopefully in a mutually beneficial direction together, right? Relationship. And sometimes, you know, you're on that ship and things are good. And then other times, you know, there might be a few waves and the boat might be going up and down and it might be a little bit rocky. 
But again, you know, there's a great quote from Jim Rohn where he says that it's not the winds that blow on you that determine where you end up. It's the set of the sail. And that's really what I love about this quote. It's not the winds that blow on you in a relationship that will determine where you end up. It's the set of the sail. That is, what are you doing pre-sale? What are you doing during the sale? And how are you navigating things during the good times and maybe the not so good times? And Ravi, that's what we're really here to talk about. What do you think? Absolutely. So I, I love that analogy. And what you're saying is you really have to prep. You have to understand the fundamentals of what creates a good relationship to have one. So, you know, when you do that and you're say, you know, in, in this analogy, you use your setting sail and you're, you're in this relationship with your partner. How do you feel? How, how does one feel if they're, if they're in a good relationship? Yeah, it really is the second part of your question there where we really talk about, well, what is a great or a healthy relationship? And I think a healthy relationship is where, you know, two people come together. It could be a man and a woman, could be, you know, same sex, could be either, where you're generally, you know, they're on purpose and with purpose to lift and elevate each other physically, mentally, emotionally, through many different modalities, whether that is what you do together. That is, you know, what you have as values together or rules or perspectives, you know, meeting your desires for intimacy, obviously, is a huge component to a healthy relationship. And, you know, what I really do believe comes from my coach and my mentor, Tony Robbins, when he says that we're really there to help each other meet their six human needs. Now, for the listeners that might not be familiar with the six human needs, it's really, you know, universal. And we're really craving only six things to really step into our highest and best versions of ourselves and in that relationship. So if you're okay, shall we run through those right now? Yeah, let's do it. You bet. The first one, folks, is that need for certainty. So think about you and your relationship right now on a scale of one to 10. How much certainty do you have that, you know, you know who you are, who you're with, where you're at in your relationship, that you can count on each other, right? Because if we don't have certainty in a relationship, you know what? We're not going very far. That takes us to number two, which is uncertainty, also known as variety. That is how much variety do you have in your relationship? How many different places are you traveling? Are you going on date nights to different restaurants? Are you trying new intimate positions? I mean, there's so many things that we could do to go out there and get certainty, but also we need the polar opposite of that, which is uncertainty or variety. Ravi, do those two make sense? Yes, absolutely. And, and you, you know, it's clear that those are opposites, right? You have to have certainty, you have to have variety. Yeah. And if we don't have variety, we get bored. And if you look at statistics, you know, there's a lot of, you know, material out there that shows that really it's the lack of variety that makes people go out there and, you know, let their eyes wander. So you got to keep that relationship fresh. You got to really commit to keeping that variety going. And that takes us to number three, which is significance. Significance. We all need to feel unique or important or special or loved. And we'll get to more of that in just a little bit, but those are the first three. So the certainty, the variety, the significance. So the final three are as follows, because number four is the big one. And you know what it is, and I know what it is. It's that need for connection and love. And note that those two go together because you got to feel connected in order to really, really step into higher levels of love. And so those four needs are called the primary needs. And we're either going to find them and and meet them in an empowering way, Ravi, or we're going to meet them in a disempowering way. But we're here to help people meet it in an empowering way. 
That leaves the final two, which are called the needs of the spirit, where in a relationship, you must grow. Number five is the need for growth. And we're just like plants. I mean, if a plant isn't growing, ultimately what's happening to it? It's dying. And we don't want our relationship to die. We don't even want it to survive. We want it to freaking thrive. And then that comes to the sixth and final need, which is contribution. Contribution. How are we getting up every day and contributing to ourselves first? And that means that we're better to go out there and, you know, commit and help our, you know, significant other or spouse or partner, you know, live a better life and have a better experience as well. So I'll recap all six and I'll throw it back to you because we all have the need for certainty. We all have the need for uncertainty or variety, the need for significance, the need for connection and love. Again, those are the primary needs and the two needs of the spirit, growth and contribution. And can you imagine what relationships would be like if people knew that that's actually what we're after and what we crave? How would you speak to that, Ravi? Yes, a hundred percent. You know, this is, these are, these six needs are so fundamentally important to understand. And what's also important to understand is where your partner, where their relation, where their needs are and how those needs need to be met. Now, for example, you could have a need for love and connection. That may be your primary need. Your partner, but primary need may be a need for certainty. So if you are trying to get love from your partner and doing all the things that you think are important that your part that you would want for yourself, but your partner craves that certainty need, then you're gonna have a problem. Or even more so, if like your needs variety, their need is certainty, then there's a clash there. So if you understand that on a deeper level, if you understand that, hey, look, you know, our needs are different, they line up differently, then with that awareness comes power, and that's where you can make decisions and improve how you interact with each other. Very well said. And, and you can take personal inventory as a coach and a high-performance coach. And I've worked with well over 30,000 people at this stage of my career, and that's an actual statistic. So really, the human experience has been my laboratory, kind of like Tony Robbins, where you could take a personal inventory and ask yourself, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much certainty do I have in my relationship? How much variety, how much significance, how much connection and love, how much growth and contribution. And don't make the numbers good or bad or right or wrong. Use them as a benchmark because maybe you're, if you're at a four or a five, the goal is to get to a six or a seven. Or if you're at a six or a seven, maybe you want to shoot for a seven and a half or tickle an eight or tickle a nine. But I'm telling you, it is all about really what Ravi said there, understanding what your model of the world is. We call that your M-O-W. Your model of the world in terms of which needs are important to you, but you also have to take a moment and look through the lens of your spouse or your partner. Are you struggling with reaching your health goals? Do you feel like you need extra help to achieve your desired level of wellness? Well, we're here to tell you that you're not alone. Our website at peakwellnesshealth.com, which is linked in the show notes below, offers a variety of resources to help you on your journey towards optimal health. One of the most popular resources is the 10-Day Body Reset Course which is designed to teach you about diet, sleep, meditation, exercise, and how to lower your blood sugar, blood pressure, body fat, and improve your biomarkers all in just 10 days. Our program is comprehensive yet easy to follow, and we've seen amazing results for those who have completed it. But that's not all. We offer a body optimization course, which teaches you how to lose fat and build muscle. Our program is tailored towards your individual needs and goals so that you can be sure that you're getting the most effective guidance. And if you need even more personalized support, we offer one-on-one -on -one consultations. During these sessions, we'll work with you to create a personalized plan 
that takes into account your unique circumstances, preferences, and goals. Visit peakwellnesshealth.com today and take the first step towards achieving your health goals. And not only that, I mean, these needs come into play with relationships, but also with work, with, you know, with your kids, with passions, with hobbies, it's, you know, all of the above. So for example, if you truly enjoy a particular hobby and you think about why you enjoy it, you probably enjoy it, one, because it gives you certainty and maybe you're you're really good at it. It gives you variety because perhaps, you know, there's day-to-day things change around and you're learning new things as you go. Maybe it gives you that relationship need because you're doing it with friends. It gives you the need for, for relationships and love and passion and, you know, and growth and contribution. And it fits all the six. And if you look at it from that perspective, you realize why you like that particular hobby so much. Because when you meet, I think it's four or five of those needs, Trevor, then that becomes a habit. That's something that you have to do, you need to do to create this fulfillment in you. That, that that's that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular that you share all of those modalities because that's absolutely what we're after. Because if we can meet all six needs at a high level, it becomes addictive, number one. But number two, it leads to massive levels of fulfillment. In fact, if you look statistically at couples that are not having a good experience or maybe they're fighting or maybe they're on the brink of divorce or you know, something is not happening that's, you know, something that we want. It's really not because of what's going on other than they're not meeting their six human needs at a high level. And that leads to levels of depression or, you know, resentment or all of those, you know, emotions that, you know, we're human beings and we're meant to feel. And we'll get into those in a little bit as well. But I can tell you, if you want to, you know, just absolutely have a quantum leap in your feelings of how you're showing up and how your significant other is, you know, seeing you show up, really check in with those six human needs. Excellent. So, you know, the the initial question is, how does it feel like to be in a good relationship? And, you know, the reason I ask this question, it seems very basic and simple, but the reason I ask is because many people don't know truly how it feels like. They are in a relationship where they may not have that level of intimacy. They might not have that support, but they don't feel cherished or appreciated, but they're like, oh, this is what, you know, the way it is. And they commiserate with their friends. And their friends say the same thing. And they're like, yeah, this is a relationship. You know, this is the way marriage works. But the truth is, it really isn't. You know, a healthy relationship is one where you feel loved, you feel supported, you feel cherished, you feel appreciated, wanted. And, you know, in, in, in our discussions, Trevor, you know, we've had many discussions on this topic. I didn't really realize that, that simple concept. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, relationship is one where you're taking care of your kids or you know, you're working together and building a home or, you know, whatever it may be. But I didn't realize the level that, you know, the a level of support and respect and trust and love that you really you feel, you should feel, and you should aim for. And that should be your goal. And that's w- what this podcast is about. It's trying to help all of you really understand that, hey, look, this is what it should feel like. This is, you know, this is where it should be. This is my goal. And we're really going to try to help you to achieve that in your relationship. Yeah, it's absolutely spectacular. So to go to a layer deeper on that is it's really, what do you want to feel? Do you want to feel that level of love? And it can't just be one way. It's got to be, you know, you've got to give and be open to receive love. What about the ability to grow? Are you helping your significant others step into their highest and best self? And are they helping you to step into your highest and best self? You know, how are you showing up as a parent? 
with each other and when with the kids, or how are you showing up in terms of, you know, all of the different nurturing and naturing things that go along with it. Because I often will say that it's almost like a cake where you have to be your own cake and your spouse has to be their own cake because we're the sugar, the eggs, the flour, and the butter. And then you get to be the icing on each other's cake or the cherry or the chocolate sprinkles. But if you don't understand that, you know, you're the one that has to show up and they're the one that has to show up. And then we come together and have this delicious cake fest. You're really missing out on taking that new relationship to the next level because it's easy to sit there and blame and shame and justify because as Tony says, what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. So you really have to ask yourself, you know, what is going well in that desire for love, nurturing, naturing, cherish, intimacy, passion, growth, all of that stuff. But when there's something that doesn't go, that is not to your liking, that doesn't go the way you want, that's the universe's invitation to get us to grow and build the muscle and problem solve and figure it out. But unfortunately, sometimes when couples or individuals get triggered, you know what happens. Instead of choosing to respond to the trigger, they react to the trigger. And like we said, that you know that's where suffering happens. And I don't know of any relationship that doesn't have speed bumps or doesn't have hiccups. But the question is, are, is that going to become, you know, where you go, is this all there is, or is this the best it can get? Or are you ready to get up, dust yourself off and figure it out with your spouse? And we'll talk about more of that. What do you think, Ruby? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's easy to say these things on a certain level, but to put it into practice is as potentially more difficult because you have to change your behavior. You have to change your thought process. So Trevor, I came up with a five-step solution to this which I shared with you prior to the podcast. And you said this would what be like a, a billion dollar book, I, I believe. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's absolutely golden. Okay. So let's start with step number one. And what I want to do here before, before I start is I really want to give you listeners actionable steps and things that you can think about and that you can do to improve your relationship. So the first one is love yourself first. And I'll, I'll let you talk a bit about that, Trevor, because that is so important. Yeah, I mean, it is the foundation of what a relationship is because there's only two types of relationships we need. The first one is with yourself. The second one is with others. But if you're not taking care of the foundation, it would be like trying to build house on, you know, an unstable surface. You've got to really ask, how are you filling up your cup? What are you doing to honor and celebrate and love you, right? And what are you doing to make yourself feel the way you want to feel? Because there's an emotional residue that comes with, you know, how well we take care of ourselves. And this podcast is a perfect example of, you know, what are you doing to really honor your body? Whether that is nutrition or diet or supplements or sleep. I mean, if you don't, if you want to have the best version of you going into a relationship, we absolutely know that it comes with, you know, self-care, self-love, forgiveness, right? All of the things that you could do. And I know people all, all the time, Ravi, that say, but I don't know how to love myself or I don't have time to love myself. And, and ultimately, you know what? It's where focus goes, energy flows. You got to pick meditation or you got to get a massage or you got to go inward and, and really journal. But I'm telling you, people sell themselves short in terms of not realizing how magnificent they are or how brilliant they are 
And it goes back to that quote, what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. And you've got to start with what's right. How would you speak to that? Yes. You know, I've, I've always thought that you cannot give what you don't have, right? Like if, you're, if you squeeze an orange, you're not going to get apple juice out of it. If yep. you, you know, if you don't have love inside, you're not going to give that to others. It's just the way it works. You really, you know, a lot of people look at relationships as vehicles to bring happiness, but it's not true that happiness must come from within. And the way you get that happiness is really focus on yourself first. You know, as Trevor mentioned, start the day, start the morning with gratitude, with exercise, with inner peace, meditation, you know, things like that, that really support you, that are, that where you're, you're grateful for being where, who you are and exercising. So you're, you're taking care of your body, you're eating well, you take care of yourself. That just shows that you love yourself. And it's really interesting in that if you recorded, you know, what the inner dialogue that you're having with yourself, I would say probably, you know, 70 to 80% of people would be institutionalized. And if this, if this dialogue were actually spoken out loud, because it is so negative, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm fat, I'm lazy. I'm, you know, I'm not good enough. I, nobody loves me. You know, they, they're, People are constantly thinking these things and you have to get rid of that inner dialogue. You have to realize that, you know, you are worthy. And I think a very simple way to do it, I heard this recently, and I don't know if you've heard this, Trevor, from someone named Meg Robbins, big personality out there. She, she yep. calls it like sort of like a morning high five. And what you do is you look in the mirror and you give yourself a high five. And it, you know, it sounds kind of stupid in some ways, but it's so effective because, you know, a high five, you're giving a high five to someone that you're happy with, that you care about, you know, that done a good job in a sport you're playing or whatever it may be, or someone you want to support. And when you do that to yourself, those neural connections, you know, kind of align so that you're, you're focusing on yourself, you're giving yourself that, that little burst of appreciation. And that's, you know, for those of you that are just starting this journey, that's something very simple, something you could do just in the morning and start that process of loving yourself first. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, Mel Robbins is a force. She's fabulous. People want to tune into her. She's got some great stuff, but it's really about filling up your cup, right? And yeah. people always come to me and say, you know, Trevor, my cup is either half full or half empty. Well, the goal here is to fill up your cup and make it so full that, you know, when I'll give you a great analogy that I use every morning where we're pouring like from a beautiful crystal pitcher into a beautiful crystal cup, right? And we're pouring in and we're pouring in and we're pouring in and we're loving and honoring and nurturing and naturing ourselves with exactly whatever tools you, you, you enjoy using to where you fill up that cup so much, Ravi, that it creates that meniscus at the top of the cup where the water is about to spill over. But instead of letting that water just spill over, what I want the listeners to picture is placing a beautiful crystal bowl underneath the cup. So we got a beautiful crystal pitcher pouring water into a cup that overflows, but instead of the water smashing down on the ground, it lands in this beautiful bowl. And that analogy is something where I say we always want to pour into our cup and let that water spill over so that we give to others from the bowl. It's called the giving bowl. And so the more we pour into ourselves, the more we're going to have to give others. What do you think of that analogy? Yeah, I, I love that analogy. You know, I was just thinking about this morning when I was, when I was meditating, 
I was thinking about, I, I sometimes do this, and I was thinking about times when I was younger. And, you know, the times that I remember where I, that I was critical to myself and thinking about things that I did wrong or incorrectly or embarrassing things I did. And I used to think about those things and cringe. And I remember we had a conversation about this once where, you know, I was, we were talking about how to uh, improve my identity and mindset. And, and I was telling you about this. And then you, you said, Ravi, you know, look, you cannot do that. Like, think about yourself. Think about your kids. Think about, you know, you at that age, because your kids are at the age of when you were doing those things. And think about how much you love them. And think about how they really can do no wrong in your eyes. And what I started doing, and I did it this morning, was I thought about how, you know, in those situations, how I would now treat myself at that time and how I would love that person and say, hey, look, it's okay. And just, you know, give that person the support that they would need at that time. And I did that and it kind of built this, this you know, feeling of love and caring for myself. And after doing that many, many times, it really has a profound effect. And that's, I would suggest everyone to you know, consider that type of thing to start your morning. Yeah, I love that. And, and it really is all about, you know, really thinking differently than, you know, maybe you did yesterday. And I, I really do believe that the morning ritual that has helped more people that I've coached and I know that you've worked with is gratitude, yeah. right? You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza says that gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. What does that mean? Well, it means that when we get into that attitude of gratitude and we're grateful for our heart that all beats almost a hundred thousand times a day, or our lungs that take in oxygen or the bed that we wake up in or the spouse that's lying next to us or the children in the next room, it's like an emotional flood where your biochemistry changes and you can't not feel good. I mean, the human brain cannot be in a state of gratitude and a state of fear at the same time. Now, where this becomes very powerful is through, you know, doing it every single day because it compounds. So if you wake up and you've got a meditation practice or a gratitude practice, or you're thinking about, you know, things as Ravi did about his children, I'm telling you, it is a game changer in filling up your cup because you're going to start your day much differently than if you wake up thinking about your problems. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I really believe that it's gratitude, it's self-love, it's forgiveness. Those things are so important to think about in the morning. Hey folks, make sure to join us for part two of this episode where Trevor and I finish our discussion on the five steps to uplevel your relationships and save you thousands in counseling and so much more. We'll see you there. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please make sure to hit the subscribe and the like button and leave a comment about what you'd like to see on our future episodes. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only, does not substitute for professional care, nor does it constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for medical care, please seek a qualified doctor or medical professional. For more information, or if you'd like to check out our programs, please visit our website, peakwellnesshealth.com. That's peakwellnesshealth.com.